Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, episode number 74. At the time of this recording, Bitcoins are trading at $463 each, and everybody's favorite LTB coins are trading at .000033 US dollars each. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's gravy. Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, and thanks for joining me as I podcast from Nashville, Tennessee, with my trusty dog, Max, right here by my side. Say hello, Maxwell. (laughs) We're two Bitcoin enthusiasts who just love talking with people about Bitcoin and sharing what we learn with you, the listener. Longtime listeners, thank you so much for joining us here again, and new listeners, we hope you enjoy the show. On today's show, I head over to 1016, one of East Nashville's great little eateries. There I meet up with Melvin, Aaron, Kate, and Bob of the new Nashville Bit Lunch meetup group. During lunch, we talk about the youth unemployment crisis here and abroad, the miserable failure of a Vancouver Bitcoin ATM machine, the prestigious Vanderbilt University Computer Science Department, and everything else Bitcoin related. The Bit Lunch Meetup Group is a revolving group of great folks who enjoy getting together once a week at a local restaurant to eat lunch, share stories, and talk each other's ears off about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and more Bitcoin. Also on this episode, we review the Bitcoin music of 2015, featuring some of the greatest musical compositions ever written in the history of the world, the Bitcoin world. I'm there. We're there. Okay, cool. So this is a Bitcoin meetup here in East Nashville. Bit Lunch, they're calling it now. And I was somehow put on as the uh, unofficial assistant organizer or something. This is craziness. But anyway, I want to go around really quickly. There's just five of us here total. And uh, tell me your name, if you would, and tell me how you heard about this. Okay, my name is Melvin Simpson. I have a YouTube channel called Malcolm the Miner. And uh, I just want to get more information about mining, what other people are doing in mining, and uh, just be able to report it back onto my channel and some other investments for other people. Okay, great. Next. Uh, my name's Aaron. I just saw it on Meetup. I want to learn more about Bitcoin. I've been trying to learn about it on podcasts and wanted to see it in real life, people that do it. Have you ever listened to Bitcoins and Gravy? No. Nope. <laughs> oh, man, what's going on? How about the Let's Talk Bitcoin Network? Do you like those podcasts? I've been listening to J.D. Myers' Bitcoin Knowledge. Yeah, good stuff, man. Keep listening, right? Yes. Cool. Okay, next. Hi, my name's Kate, and I heard about Bitcoin through friends and podcasts, and I just like hanging out and hearing people's stories and what they're doing with the currency. Very cool. Next. Hello, I'm Bob, and uh, I learned about Bitcoin uh, months ago, and I've been investing in it. I know very little about it. 
and I just wanted to meet like-minded individuals to find out more about it and where I can get other resources and what to do with it. But I have been uh, investing. I just cashed it all in for Christmas, and uh, now I'm starting in again. Nice. You know, I did also cash some in for Christmas. I had to do it. I've got to put my dog in the kennel. I've got to rent a car, and uh, I had to sell a little bit of Bitcoin. And it made me feel good. When I've had to in the past, I felt bad about it, but it actually made me feel good. Yeah, you guys want to order? Oh, wait, I'm talking to myself. So, Melvin, hey, before the uh, waiter gets here (laughs) and we get to order food, tell us a little bit about your podcast. How's it going and where do you picture it going in the future? Well, as an entrepreneur, I was looking for other opportunities. And one of the things that I noticed was uh, in the world, there's a very large population of the young people who don't have jobs. Youth unemployment is a problem in the United States. It's actually a problem around the world. And uh, I started thinking, like, okay, so we have this huge labor force, smart, well-educated, but what kind of jobs do we have for them? And one of the things that I saw that a lot of the older generation, they're keeping their jobs, they're holding on to them longer, and uh, the only jobs that are left are not jobs that you know young people want, especially if they're over-educated. I shouldn't say over-educated, but they're educated, they don't want jobs at McDonald's, right? It doesn't make any sense. So I said, what are the opportunities for a young person in the future, either start a business or earn an income that's out there? So I started looking around, and I started looking at digital currency, because it's growing at a rapid rate. And there's so many opportunities available for a young person to create a business or a job in that area, and that's kind of where I started with. And I have kids of my own, and they're graduating from high school and college and so on and so forth, so I'm looking for opportunities for them. So first I tried to mine, and I found this uh, really cool website called Minergate. It really got my attention because instead of GPU processing, which is a graphics interface, you can do it from a CPU. And there are certain currencies out there that only be mined from CPUs. So that made it more accessible to normal people. And I realized in order for this currency to grow, this value for these other currencies to grow, you had to have a really large population of people who are actually doing all the same thing. And that's kind of when I started the YouTube site telling everybody, hey, there's this website out there called Minergate. You guys should give it a try. Uh, You won't make huge money to start with it, but if it grows like Bitcoin grows, you'll have a couple of million dollars in your pocket in the future. Now, how are you seeing your YouTube channel grow so far? Well, it's only been around for a week. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) But so far, everybody's seen this like my commentary, my jokes, my my uh, kind of off-the-cuff attitude, and it's very been very informative. And most of the time, most of the people have been asking me just what Bitcoin is, what digital currency is, so I'm just educating people as best as I can through the channel at this at this point. Okay, nice. Now, what does your family think about this? Do you have a wife, I assume? Is she, yes. is she pissed off at you? Uh, she wants to be in my videos. Oh, nice, nice. I've already had my mom in one and my son in one. It's been pretty funny, so now she wants to be in one. And with my sense of humor, so far I'm thinking, I haven't thought of anything positive for my wife yet. Okay. Okay. But she's up for it. She's up for it. That's correct. Oh, I think that's fantastic. Now, what do your kids think of Bitcoin, and what do your kids think of this whole thing? Uh, my son wants to know where his money's at. <laughs> I made a video showing that if he starts mining on this computer that he has today, that in the future, by the time he graduates, which is only seven years from now, he'll have $1.6 million. Wow. <laughs> so he's like, where's my money at? I'm like, that was in seven years, son. <laughs> Not today. Wow. No, that's based on what? How did you come up with that calculation? Well, there's a video that I made on YouTube called How My 11-Year-Old Son Will Make $1.6 Million in Seven Years. And it kind of explains all the whole logic and him being a miner and doing Bitcoin and so on and so forth. It's very entertaining, and he's also in the video as well, and it's, it's pretty funny. Well, I have no doubt that uh, many listeners right now are pausing the podcast and jumping right over to that to check it out, right? <laughs> right. Usually when I tell people about it, it's like, where is it at? I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, wow. That's really good stuff. Yeah, you can look it up on YouTube under Malcolm the Miner. 
Malcolm the Miner. Right, yes. Okay, great. Thanks, Malcolm. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay. All right, so Bob, from what you tell me, you are very, very new to Bitcoin. When did you first find out about Bitcoin? Oh, I think it was probably about a year ago. And it sounded interesting to me, and our economy is going to hell in a handbasket, so I figured, why not try it? And yeah, I've actually made some money off of this, because it was down about $300 a coin, and when I just traded it in, it was over 400 so. So you did okay? Yeah, I traded in like five Bitcoins, and it's worked out so far, so. That's great. Now, you said the economy's going to hell in a handbasket. You know, if you're in Nashville and you look around, it looks like this is a roaring 20s. I mean, the economy's booming, businesses opening nonstop. You look at the skyline here or in Austin or any big city, and what do you see? You see cranes all over the place. You see nonstop building, condos, apartment buildings, new restaurants. How does that jibe with what you're talking about, the economy going to hell in the handbasket? You know, if you were an alien and you came down here to Nashville and you walked around for a day, you'd say, hey, I think the economy's pretty good. So. What are you seeing that some other people maybe aren't seeing? I'm just seeing a lot of empty buildings that are brand new and people aren't moving into them. Thankfully, I'm in a kind of a recession-proof uh, business right now, which works out great for me. I do entertainment driving for buses, and no matter how bad the economy is, people are going to save their money to go see their favorite artists, and so it works out for me, but for others, I don't know. Do you think that when we watch television that we're being deceived a little bit? In other words, when you watch television, everything seems happy-dappy, right? And it seems like, again, there are no major problems except, you know, the bad stuff they mentioned on the news, but as far as the economy, they're saying, you know, right after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, get out and shop. Everybody seems happy on the news. Do you think that it's possible that we're getting information from the news that is not really indicative of what's going on in the country at large? That could very well be, because uh, I'm getting my bad news from the news corps, and that's what I'm kind of going on. But you're right, as you look around, everything's booming around here, especially in Nashville. And I go to Toronto, there's, like you said, there's cranes everywhere, buildings going up. But I go to the nice areas, too. I don't <laughs> I don't travel to the bad areas. Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, the small towns, a lot of small towns, you go to the downtown Main Street that used to be thriving, and it's empty, right? The big box stores have taken a lot of the old hardware stores and convenience stores and pharmacies away. Melvin, what do you think about the economy in the U.S. right now? Well, I think the economy is still limping along right now. But the problem is we're at a point right now in our economy, whereas the interest payments on the stuff that we've fractionally reserved out so far is going to exceed the actual dollars that's available. So I think once that happens and the dollar crashes, everybody will be looking for a new form of um, currency to work, whether it be gold or silver, like he says, or Bitcoin, or whatever the case may be. I think it's going to be digital currency. I and I, it's so crypto, man. The official cryptocurrency song. I hope all my brothers and sisters around the world will sing along. Look at the cryptocurrency, man. It's such a blurrency. A new one every day. They got the pump and dump. They try to make you jump. You better watch your back, I say. I hear the troll box singing till my ears are ringing. I'm afraid just to go to bed. And I'm not feeling so well. Tell me, should I buy or sell? Oh, no. I'm afraid to buy because it might be too high, man. Whoa. And I'm 
I'm afraid to sell, you know, because it might be too low. We got the androids talking and the dope corn smoking, it's a thing, mama, you should see. We got the popcorn man, it's such a hot corn all the way from Denver to DC. We got the hash coin, now we need a stash coin, or we'll lose it all, and that's a drag. And I say blockchain, smoke chain, I just like to get a bag. I think I'm gonna fly to Denver I think I'm gonna get a real high Upon a bender, maybe find a heart that's tender Help me to lay down at night You know it's awful strange When another exchange is creeping in Like another bad sin It's a legitimate fear that it will disappear And you will never see your money again You tell me it's the right coin But it's just a light coin Maybe I'll have tea with Charlie Lee Oh baby, and it's blowing my mind Cause I don't know which one to buy Blowing my mind Cause I don't know which one to buy Blowing my mind I don't know which one to buy Oh Lord, oh Makes me want to cry Oh Lord I don't know which I want to buy Oh Help me won't you I and I Cause I don't know which one to buy Good Lord I got my feet on the ground But man, my head is spinning around And all the world is crypto I think it's going to be digital currency too. It's hard to say what's going to happen. You know, a country can get pretty aggressive when they find that their fiat currency, the national currency, is trying to be replaced by something, right? We've uh, seen a lot of foreign aggressions when countries have threatened to stop trading using the U.S. dollar. But fractional reserve banking, the rehypothecation of monies, you know, we have some really bad things going on with banking. You know, the feds now are threatening again to do what? To raise the interest rates. Well, are they really going to? I would guess that they're just saying that and that we should prepare ourselves for another round of quantitative easing, possibly. <laughs> Who knows, man? What do you think? More quantitative easing coming down the pike? Well, one of the things I love about Bitcoin Bitcoin's the fact that it's on the internet and it can't be stopped. I mean, Bitcoins have been banned in China, but eight out of 10 transactions are done in yuan every day. So if the Chinese aggressive government can't stop it, what are the other governments going to do? That's a good point. And you know, you say that Bitcoin's on the internet, even if the internet was shut down, we would still have Bitcoin. You can still run a node from your computer without the internet being there. Now, there are ways of communicating that people are working on where people could still have a Bitcoin network, the value transfer network that we call Bitcoin with a capital B. There are people who are working on projects where if the electricity went off, we would still have our Bitcoin. That's fantastic. That's the reason why I'm so excited about Bitcoin and digital currencies because as the technology improves, there's no way to really stop it. I like it. I completely agree with that. Now, these guys over here across from the other side of the table, they're younger people. They're a little younger than we are, and they're really chatting away here. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, that's the reason why I started the whole 
YouTube channel and everything. It's really the youth unemployment worldwide is what I want to make my mark in the world and try to help solve. I can't do it by myself, but at least promoting the idea gets people some ideas and some different ways to approach the problem that they can actually become entrepreneurs themselves. Well, I think we're going to see more problems with youth unemployment here in the United States. Already people are graduating from college and... Yeah, these guys over here. You're graduating from college and they can't find jobs. There are people who are lined up with master's degrees who got their teaching certificate who are in line to be substitute teachers. A lot of these people are graduating from college with these huge debts, but you know, looking at other countries, at developing countries or countries outside of the United States, you do have huge problems with youth unemployment and, and problems with unemployment generally, but you know, Greece is a classic example. Spain, Portugal, there aren't enough jobs there. What are these young people going to do in the future? John, is worse than you think. It's worse than you're talking about, because if you draw a circle in the regions of the world with the highest rate of youth unemployment, it's that, it's that critical zone where there's war, riots, unrest, throwing over the political governments, and it's getting worse as it goes along. And if we don't, as a world community, come up with a solution for these young people, then we're going to have problems to generations to come. Right? Because, you know, when people don't have enough money to get food, they don't have a job or they've been out of work for so long, oftentimes they turn to violence, which is a horrible thing. Our food's here. Wow. Shrimp and grits. I wish I'd gotten that, man. <laughs> Thank you very much, folks. <laughs> it is always great to be back here in Amsterdam. Yes. I love this city. I love the feel of it. I love the energy. I love the fact that you all have had so much to drink that I'm sure you're going to enjoy the performance this evening. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, folks, uh, I wrote this song uh, as a response to all of the stupid things I've done <laughs> when it comes to Bitcoin uh, over the past three years and uh, all of my regrets that I have uh, and all of the times that I have legitimately had the Bitcoin blues. And so now I present for you the Bitcoin blues. Wasted all my time back in 09 I should have been mining blocks Now all I've got's a dogecoin rig And holes in my alpaca socks I got them low down bitcoin blues I'm crying here the low down of bitcoin news I ain't lying to you Low down a Bitcoin blues. I'm dying, honey. Low down a Bitcoin balloon. BTC convention came to my hometown at last. I had to sell my only Bitcoin just to buy a two-day pass. I got them low down Bitcoin blues. I'm crying here low down a Bitcoin news. I ain't lying to you. Low down a Bitcoin blues. I'm dying, honey. Low down a Bitcoin balloon.
Young lady, I really hope that's your brother you're sitting next to because I finally got up the courage to ask you on a date after the show. I took a trip to China Town for beef chow mein to go Fortune cookie told me we know Taking a Bitcoin anymore I got them low-down Bitcoin blues I'm crying, hear the low-down of Bitcoin news I ain't lying to you Low-down of Bitcoin blues I'm dying, honey, low-down Bitcoin blues Went up town to see my CPA for some advice. He told me death and taxes, son, and then just roll Satoshi dice. I got them low down Bitcoin blues. I'm crying here the low down of Bitcoin news. I ain't lying to you. Low down a Bitcoin blues, I'm dying, honey. Low down a Bitcoin blues. Thank you very much. Like I said, I say shit off the cuff all no, the I know, time, but it was like and that's just how it came to my mind. Just basically talking about fiat, basically talking about like, where do you go yeah, to? So if fiat fails, what are we going to do? Well, that's what I was concerned about. I mean, you know, the traditional theories of economics is when the current dollar falls, invest in gold and silver. Mm -hmm. But gold and silver is just not practical as far as, I mean, you can't pay your rent in gold chips or gold dust or anything like that. And carrying around in your pocket is just frightening. I mean, I'm black and I'm scared to walk around with a couple of bars of gold in my pocket and I'll get robbed. I mean, I've been to downtown Detroit before. I was scared as hell. <laughs> and the government's just overloading us. They're just printing money and it's saturating the markets which lowers our value yeah that's exactly right people look at inflation they're like wow prices are going up it's like they never really stop and think maybe that's your dollar value going down <laughs> right correct. people just don't think that way they think it's just inflation and it's this ethereal sort of thing that has a life of its own right and the feds will tell us you can you know turn on the television or read the paper hey let's see how inflation is doing today honey right but they don't really stop and think about what that even means exactly i was talking to one of my business partners this morning about bitcoins and they're like we'll be investing in bitcoin but there's some kind of guarantees i won't lose all my money i'm like well your money is federally insured for two hundred fifty thousand dollars right now in the bank but if the dollar falls your two hundred fifty thousand dollars can fall by ninety percent what's the difference <laughs> right so That's exactly right you know i wonder if i had a million dollars i wish i had a million dollars i wonder where would i store that wealth i would be hesitant to just say I'm going to put all of it into Bitcoin, right? I just don't think that would be a smart move. I would also be very hesitant to 
put it into cash and put it in a safe deposit box. Right. And I would be very hesitant to put it in a bank account. So what do you do? You know, gold and silver, if you know how to hide it well, it's not a bad option. There's going to always be somebody, some farmer that knew things were going down and he's ready and he might take an ounce of, <laughs> an ounce of gold <laughs> for a couple eggs. Right. So that's something. That's more than the next guy who just has his cash and his credit cards. Right. So I'm, I'm just trying to say that for a replacement of currency, gold and silver is not practical. You wouldn't want to carry around a couple of thousand dollars of gold or silver in your pocket for, for fear of being robbed or they taking out of your hand. I've heard of digital currency, digital services, though. That Can you say that again? I have heard of digital services that let you buy gold, like real, actual, physical gold or silver, and you can transact with people. Yeah, there are a number of those out there. I did not plan this, okay? Okay. But I've been trying to interview people for the show for the past couple of weeks, and I haven't been able to get anybody. So I thought, this is really perfect. So this is possibly the very first new Bitcoin group meetup, okay? We're not part of the old Bitcoin group. We are, the five of us, the new Nashville Bitcoin group. All for one and one for all. Okay, so tell me your name one more time, would you, young lady? Kate. And Kate, you are a student, I believe? Yes, I'm a graduate student at Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt. Now, that's a pretty prestigious university. Listeners, if you're not aware of that, it's one of the most prestigious universities in this region of the country, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I think telling people that a school is prestigious, it's like telling them that you're famous or you're beautiful. <laughs> if someone, you tell them your name and they haven't heard of you, don't tell them you're famous because like, it's the same as, you know, if you walk up to someone and say, by the by, I'm beautiful. If they didn't think that when they saw you, you're not beautiful to them. So just like. Okay, I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to stop going around telling people that I'm famous and I'm beautiful. Maybe it's not working. I thought it was working, but I'm going to stop. No, what you should do is you should just like realize within yourself that you are famous and beautiful and be like a Kardashian. If you just act like that long enough, eventually people will start thinking it's true. I like it. So Kate, Vanderbilt University, is that a bastion for Bitcoin? What's going on at Vanderbilt when it comes to Bitcoin? Anything? Nothing big that I know of. Yeah, I know a few um, grad students who are just interested, you know, in the idea of having a digital currency, which, you know, just in the CS department is an interesting idea. But of course, Vanderbilt, the undergrads, so many of them, you know, are trust fund babies, so they don't worry about money terribly much. So how did you get involved in Bitcoin or what inspired you or what drew your interest? A couple things. I don't know. Planet Money is my favorite podcast, so I just kind of like, you know, hearing anything. And of course, Bitcoin in particular is interesting to me because it combines knowing a very tiny bit about economics with computer science, which is what I study in school. So I'm a pretty big fan of anything that talks about how computers can save our lives. Yeah, and so I have that. I have a good friend who bought a bunch of Bitcoin back in the day. I don't know. We all make fun of him around the graduate students because he bought a bunch and now he sold a little bit at a profit but has yet to figure out how to spend it beyond buying a few things on Amazon. Um, we tried, though. I did try to use the Bitcoin ATM in Vancouver which seemed like a great idea, but turned out to be a huge hassle. Why? Oh, because you, 
you went to the ATM and it wanted you to make an account, which it had like an annoying touchpad, so that was really obnoxious. And it wanted you to take a picture of yourself and your passport for the Canadian government. And then I tried taking the picture and it didn't like the picture. And so by this time we'd been hitting the ATM buttons for about 10 minutes and my friend who was with me wanted to get back to going and looking at museums. So, um, but yeah, so I think it's a dream that it would be very cool if we had working Bitcoin ATMs in the future, but I think any ATM that takes 10 minutes to operate is not going to have a lot of success. I agree. Did it bother you at all that it was asking you for so much personal information? Would you have rather had it be a little bit more anonymous? Well, of course, but I mean, it's new technology, so I feel like... The thing that bothered me the most was that it didn't work. <laughs> if it had worked, probably it would have bothered me that it didn't have anonymity, but I would have been impressed that it worked in the first place. So I think working is the first hurdle to cross. <laughs> nice. Well, that's an interesting uh, view of the Bitcoin ATM. Where was that? Vancouver, you said? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, do you think that the Bitcoin movement here in Nashville, could that come to the Vanderbilt campus? Could the computer sciences department embrace it? Do you think that there would be anybody else there that would want to join our new Bitcoin group? I mean, the big thing I just think is that the trouble for Bitcoin taking off is I do think in Nashville, we're at just a huge disadvantage being such a relatively small town. And so I do think for a lot of the innovation that happens, which I think if you look at markets in general, you just need a lot of people participating for it to work. So I think unfortunately for residents of Nashville, Bitcoin is going to continue to be something that's largely online and probably a lot of the in-person innovation around Bitcoin is going to start in larger cities like Vancouver. And hopefully I would really enjoy it if it came to smaller towns like this, but I don't know if we have the community for it or just enough people. I agree with you, and having said that, I'm going to send you on a mission. As you go forth today back to Vanderbilt, I'm going to ask you to pass the word, to spread the word, to preach the word of Bitcoin, and to tell those people to join us here. Okay, sounds like a plan. <laughs> I got to get some of this guy, too. What's your name again? Aaron. Aaron, you're very soft-spoken. <laughs> so do you do you have anything that you'd like to talk about specifically uh, about Bitcoin or about uh, our new Bitcoin group? I'm just here just to buy some Bitcoin today, possibly, and start fooling with it because people have to be able to use it in a small scale. And I have a small business and I don't like fooling with banks, getting ripped off and getting charged a bunch of fees without getting service. So I feel like there's a lot of new services being developed and some that are already here that wants people like me that don't have any kind of background in computer science or programming or mining or whatever, once we can see a benefit and take part in the benefit, then why not? I agree with you. So have you found somebody here today to sell you some Bitcoin yet? I haven't asked, I haven't asked. Okay, let's get it on, let's get it on record here. Go ahead and ask. Bitcoin, anybody? No. <laughs> I'll sell you a little bit. How much do you want to buy? Uh, like 20 bucks worth. I'll do it, man. I've got it on my mycelium wallet right here on my phone. What, what, what wallet do you use? Mycelium. Mycelium? That's right. I'll Coinbase. show it to you in a second. Which one do you use? Coinbase. 
Coinbase, the evil Coinbase, the evil hierarchicals. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Did I say that? Oh my gosh, am I gonna? Should I edit that out? I don't mean the evil Coinbase. I have a Coinbase account as well. But you know, people do criticize Coinbase as a wallet because they're a custodial wallet. In other words, your bitcoins are there, but you don't own those bitcoins. Right. Just like you don't own the money you put into a bank account, right? right? So if something happens to Coinbase, they've got your bitcoin. When you withdraw and add to your balance there with Coinbase, you're not really putting bitcoin in a wallet. You're actually just putting an entry in the Coinbase ledger. So other wallets like the Mycelium wallet, I'm the complete owner of it. Okay. Right. You know, even if you hack into my phone, you're not going to get it. If you have a lot of Bitcoin, definitely don't ever keep it on any exchange or on any third party custodial platform. Cold storage, right? Say it again. Cold storage. Cold storage. Absolutely. Just like you would if you had gold. You just can't say that you've got this digital gold out there with some company and hope that they're going to, you know, make good if you decide you want that gold. Yeah, you've got to have that gold stored someplace that only you can get to it and only you know about and 100% in your control. But Melvin, I'm with you. I have a Coinbase account too. I don't have very much. I think I've got like 0.2 right. in my Coinbase account, but it's very handy, right? It's very handy. Because you can get in and out of your bank account. That's what they talk about as being a difficult thing with Bitcoin is the off-ramps and the on-ramps. Well, let's say you have a million dollars worth of Bitcoin today and you want to cash it in. How do you do that? That's very difficult because right. there's a limit for Coinbase for how much you can withdraw every day. There's a right. limit with all of them, right. right? You go to local Bitcoins, nobody's going to buy a million dollars worth of Bitcoins from you, right? right. So you're going to have to do it in very small increments. Uh, you could go online and you could buy gold at Amagi Metals, gold and silver. They accept Bitcoin now and Litecoin, I think. So, you know, you could buy a bunch of gold, but there's still a limit for how much you can buy there. Right. And then they're going to ship it to you. How long does it take to get here? What's the price of gold before it arrives? But I think you said what we all kind of already know. Cold storage is really important, right? A paper wallet or some of the new wallets that they have. So let's do this transaction here. Well, as it turns out, Aaron didn't yet have a Bitcoin wallet installed on his phone, but hopefully by the time the next Bit Lunch rolls around after the holidays, he'll have it installed and I can send $20 in Bitcoin from my phone directly to his phone at the speed of a rocket on the way to the moon. What can be better than watching Bitcoin appear in your wallet as if out of thin air? Well, guys, this has been a great lunch. Uh, any parting words of wisdom from anybody before we take off here? Melvin? <laughs> parting words of wisdom? Uh, <laughs> invest in the future. <laughs> um, Bitcoins, digital currency, try something new. Just give it a whirl. I like it. How long have you been in Bitcoin? About a week. <laughs> oh, really? That's it? <laughs> no, it's actually been about three months. It's actually, I've been active for about a week. I've actually okay. been researching this for about three months now. I love your energy and the fact that you come across as somebody who's been in Bitcoin for years. I'm just very excited about the technology. I see the possibilities for the future. <laughs> nice. You know, I've been in Bitcoin since 2011, and I've seen the highs and the lows, and I've experienced my own burnout, uh, my own problems. But you know, the price goes up and people get really excited. The price goes down and people disperse, you know? People stop talking to each other and they stop returning phone calls and groups that you thought were going to be strong disappear. So it's exciting to see the price go up and if that's the only thing that's going to get people excited again about Bitcoin, then I'm all for it. But anyway, uh, parting words? Well, if the price goes down, that's an opportunity to buy.
That's fine by me. Well spoken, sir. <laughs> well spoken, like a true investor. <laughs> like a true investor. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'll just buy it when it's low and just ride it up. Is there a way to short sell bitcoins? Yeah, there is. You can do pretty much anything with Bitcoin that you could do with stocks or anything like that. Well, I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm the Bitcoin trader, navigator of the Bitcoin sea. I'm a real motivator when it comes to making money for me. And I might go short or long, but I like to tell everybody that I've never been wrong. I'm the Bitcoin trader. Come on and hear me sing my song. Ship about a year before it hit the rocks. I put a little into LTC, then I doubled and I bought a place in Waikiki. I'm the Bitcoin trader, come on and take a look at me. the moon like a bat out of hell. I'm the Bitcoin trader, ka-ching, hear me ring my bell. More speed ahead, Captain. Ride them a Bitcoin waves, boys, ride them high and low. I said I ride them a Bitcoin waves, heave-ho, heave-ho. I don't give a damn about no whales. Those movie dicks are gonna burn in hell, so ride them Bitcoin waves away, heave-ho. Here we go, I said ride them a Bitcoin waves, boys, ride them high and low. I said I ride them a Bitcoin waves, heave-ho, heave-ho. I ain't scared of no shark attack. I just pray to God Almighty that I don't get hacked. Pray to God Almighty that I don't get hacked. Pray to God Almighty that I don't get hacked today. I'm not big into trading and uh, I'm not a big advocate of gambling or trading. I certainly wouldn't recommend anybody do that with your money because it's very risky and it's very difficult to succeed at it. But uh, yeah, you can do that if you wanted to. Is that something you'd be interested in learning more about? Uh, I'd like to learn about it, yeah. But right now I'm just more interested in buying it and letting it build on its own and holding on to it until I absolutely need it. I think that's smart. I'm the same. Uh, buy low and hold. And I did, again, yeah, I had to sell a little bit. For some Christmas money, the funds were getting low. Uh, parting words of wisdom? I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I love that sentence. <laughs> Young man? Uh, John? Yes? All right, here's 20 bucks cash, and we'll do the deal sometime soon. Next few days. Wait, you're trusting? You're just giving me 20 bucks cash. But I could edit this out. <laughs> oh, you do have witnesses. Can I get a witness? You're giving me 20 bucks and assuming I'm going to sell you Bitcoin in the future? Okay, we'll do it, man. This will get me to get a few things worked out, like with a wallet and the keys and all that. And actually, now that I have a little money in the game, I'm going to figure it out with some help. 
Nice, man. I'm happy to help as much as I can. And uh, guys, thank you so much for letting me completely co-op this lunch today for my show. You guys were great. Um, I do feel like this is a great core of people, and I hope to see you guys again sometime in the future. See you guys. See you. See ya. See ya. Thanks a lot. Bye. This episode of Bitcoins and Gravy is brought to you by our good friends at MoonshineBootWax.com. Made by hand in small batches right here in East Nashville, Tennessee, Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax is the original, all-natural, non-toxic boot wax with a scent of orange. Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax is a proprietary blend of American beeswax and other fine, all-natural ingredients. It's specially formulated to feed and protect your leather while also offering an excellent, long-lasting shine. Whether it's your cowboy boots, your expensive wing tips, or your wife's favorite pumps, Moonshine Boot Wax is a must-have for gentlemen who care about their appearance. Moonshine Boot Wax is proud to partner with Community Food Advocates, a nonprofit organization working to end hunger by creating a healthy, just, and sustainable food system. Together with Community Food Advocates, Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax is making a positive difference in the Nashville community, one shine at a time. You can buy your very own four ounce tin today by going to moonshinebootwax.com. And best of all, you can pay using Bitcoin. Psst. Hey, you. How'd you like a VIP pass to the super secret Bitcoins and Gravy after show? Yeah? Well, follow me. We're taking you live now to the historic Woodland Street Theater in beautiful East Nashville, Tennessee where Reverend Johnny's big band down-home country jam is set to debut their new single, Ode to Satoshi. Hit it, Johnny. Thank you very kindly, friends. I'd like to dedicate this song to the great American freedom fighter and songwriter, Mr. Pete Seeger. May you rest in peace. I would also like to dedicate this song to Andreas Antonopoulos for his words of wisdom and hope for us all. Now climb aboard, y'all. This train is bound for glory. And there's plenty of room for all. Well, Satoshi Nakamoto, that's a name I love to say. And we don't know much about him, but he came to save the day. When he wrote about the way things are and the way things are to be, he gave us all a protocol this world had never seen. A Bitcoin, as you're going into the old blockchain. Oh, Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, going to rain. Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name. told about the death of old Mount Gox, about traders trading altar coins and miners mining blocks. But them good old boys back in Illinois and on down through Tennessee, see they don't care to be a millionaire, they're just wanting to be free. Our Bitcoin, as you're going into the old blockchain, our Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, going to rain, till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name. While the bankers count our money out for every government 
There's a virtuality, a promise to deliver us from age-old tyranny. A Bitcoin as you're going into the old blockchain. A Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, going to rain. Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name. Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your Give me some exposure. Everybody knows your name, sing it. Oh, Lord, pass me some more. Oh, Lord, before I have to go. Oh, Lord, pass me some more. Oh, Lord, before I have to go. I'd like to thank my guests on today's show, Aaron, Bob, Kate, and Melvin. Guys, thank you so much for showing up and making this Bit Lunch such a huge success. I'm looking forward to many more Bit Lunch meetups in the future, and next time, I think I will try that shrimp and grits. Mmm, 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 that sure did look good. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax, the original all-natural non-toxic boot wax with a scent of orange. The Nashville Wax Company is now offering their newest product, Moonshine Miracle Residue Remover. This household helper is absolutely the very best way to remove tape residue. Price tags, old bumper stickers, window decals, scuff marks, grease, and all stubborn, sticky stuff. To order any of these fine, all-natural, non-toxic products, just head over to moonshinebootwax.com. Use your credit card, your debit card, or better yet, pay with Bitcoin. And finally, listeners, if there is anyone out there who feels filled with the Christmas spirit of giving, please, please, please scroll down to find my Bitcoin address at the very bottom of the show notes and send me a small tip. If you've never done this, it's actually easier than you might think, and it's also a fun experience. Here's how. First, just copy the Bitcoin address found at the bottom of the show notes. Next, go to www.blockchain.info and paste the Bitcoin address there. You'll immediately see public information about my wallet as well as the QR code for my wallet. This QR code and the associated number here in the show notes is called my public key. Then just use the Bitcoin wallet you have installed on your smartphone. Scan my QR code and send a tip my way. And Listen, if you think a $1 tip is too small, then think again. A dollar in bitcoins sent to me from 10 listeners out there will buy me lunch. And that's not all. It also makes me feel that there actually is someone out there who is listening to the show and appreciating the hard work that I put into the show each week. So if you've enjoyed the music, and if you've enjoyed the show this week, please send a small bitcoin tip my way. Even 25 cents in bitcoin will put a huge smile on my face and coffee in the kettle. I'm a hardworking guy with two jobs, so your help is much appreciated. Signing off now from the Treehouse Studio here in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm John Barrett, here each week with my trusty dog, Max, right by my side. Say goodbye, Maxwell. Whoa, whoa.
If you've enjoyed the show, take a moment to tell your friends how to find the show and feel free to do whatever social media magic you are capable of doing. Until next week, y'all be good to each other out there and remember this, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing. Do something, y'all. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is Santa Claus. I know that it may sound absurd, but I have for you a magic word. And today's magic word is cheer. C-H-E-E-R. Cheer. As in, I hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year filled with contentedness, joyfulness, and cheer. Merry Christmas, everyone, and a very Happy New Year. <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Say hello to friends you know and have a cup of cheer. I think I'll go have a cup of cheer right now. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas.